Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. tonight father we thank you for the opportunity to be blessed by you by your spirit let that holy spirit ask of god that you will use me as a conduit to minister your word that your word come in simplicity that your children be blessed let it be impacted let the supernatural be palpable evident in our meeting tonight in jesus name amen Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Proverbs 16, the verse number 16. Proverbs 16, the verse number 16. And this month we are looking at supernatural or spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. Hallelujah. Spiritual understanding. It says, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. Verse 17 tells us, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Then he says, pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of an humble spirit with a lowly than to divide the poor with the proud. Hallelujah. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. I just love verse wanting to read the word, but my emphasis is in the verse number 16. In the verse number 16, we find out that the scripture compares wisdom to minerals the mineral and the biggest or the best mineral we always refer to is gold so gold is is being compared to wisdom silver is being compared to understanding and obviously you know that knowledge will be compared to brass and these three minerals are the topmost minerals hallelujah and it's to show us how precious these three virtues are knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Wisdom, gold. So anybody that walks in the wisdom of God will be walking on the golden path. Praise God. And you will find that life will take on a trajectory of increasing blessings. Increasing what? blessings. Isaiah 33, the verse number 6. Isaiah 33, verse 6, the scripture says, And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times, the realm of wisdom and knowledge or understand. Definitely you know that if he talks about wisdom and knowledge, understanding will definitely be somewhere there. Wisdom and knowledge and understanding 
shall be the stability of our times. So your stability in life is dependent on wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding. And we have established that understanding is the ability to, to interpret the divine will. The ability to interpret the mind of God. Hallelujah. And so to find stability, you need wisdom. You need understanding. And you also need knowledge. You can't do without the three. But our emphasis this month is on understanding, spiritual understanding. First Corinthians chapter 2. Um, let's read from the verse number 9 to 12. First Corinthians chapter 2. So we begin the word for the day. First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things prepared, or which God has prepared for them that love him. But verse 10 says, But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. To know the things which are freely given to us of God. And verse 13 says, we things also, those are the things we also speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. So wisdom can be taught. Wisdom can be communicated. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth. So the teacher of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge is the Holy Spirit, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, which we have established as judging spiritual things or discerning spiritual things with spiritual. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. So with this, we want to get into the word tonight to understand what the scripture is actually saying. And my emphasis tonight is actually walking in the light. 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 We saw from the verse number 9 downwards where it says, I have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has he entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Now, we have established in the past, which I want to re-echo and re-emphasize, that there is the eye gate, there is the ear gate that leads to the heart. We've established in the past that understanding takes place in the heart. We saw on Sunday, it says, when the word is planted in the heart 
and the man does not understand in the heart, then Satan cometh to steal the word or catch away the word, which means that your inability to interpret God's word, God's divine plan, God's divine revelation will cost you a lot. And that is why we are studying this tonight. If I were you, I'll pay attention to this more than any other thing in my life. Hallelujah. Now, the eye, the ear, we said, are the gateways to the heart. The heart here refers to the center point of all of man's activities. So it refers to something unseen. We've established that in past teachings. The inner life of a man or the center of things or the center of everything. So the spirit and the mind can be called the heart. Because the spirit is unseen, the mind is also what? Unseen. Because they are in the unseen and they are inside. So heart is used in the scriptures for either the spirit or the mind sometimes. Or sometimes both. Praise God. Both. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Verse 4. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, have blinded what? The minds of them which believe not, which means that believing takes place in the mind. But it's not the physical mind as you, you, you take it. It's talking about the heart. List the light of the glorious gospel. So we know that the light is coming from the glorious gospel. Where light here has to do with understanding. Okay. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Who is the image of God. The Elphogians, Hebrews tells us, is the Elphogians of God, should shine unto us. Verse 5, we're reading all the way to 6. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. He says, the, so the blindness is not in the mind, physical mind per se, it's in the heart. So the light of the glorious gospel is to shine not in the mind, but in the heart. To shine in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge. The knowledge of what? Of the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. So anytime Jesus is preached, the knowledge of God is revealed. And by virtue of understanding the revelation of Christ, our hearts are open to the gospel. So that darkness is removed. So in Genesis 1-3 where the scripture says that 
God said, let there be light. And there was light. It is not the day you got born again, you did not receive some light. You received the light. Hallelujah. You receive what? The light. That's what 2 Corinthians 4, 6 tells us. You receive the light. So the gospel comes to our hearts via the mind. So when the gospel is preached to the mind, that is through the information we receive, what it does is that it causes what we have received to enter the heart. When it's G, when God said, let God that commanded light to shine out of darkness, the light here, Paul, Paul explains this, is a light of the gospel that shined in the heart. So the darkness was where? In the heart. The darkness was in the heart. So the light shone in the heart to drive away darkness, to take away darkness. So it is shined out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. So the where the darkness was, was in the heart. That's where the light shines. So wherever there is darkness in the heart of a man, that man will not experience victory in that area. Verse number 10 of that 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I'll dwell more on 1 Corinthians 2, 9. I want to explain that a little bit deeper. We did that during the 14 days, but I still want to touch on that. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. I have not seen, he has not heard another, what, what God has prepared for them that love him. But God has what? Revealed them. And the word revealed, we've established as the word what? Apocalypsis. That means an unveiling, an uncovering. Something that was mystery. In the Old Testament, when Christ was revealed, Christ was revealed in a mystery. The Greek word used is mysterion. Christ was revealed in types and shadows. So, for example, if you look at what Moses preached Moses used, God said, Moses should use a snake. And that snake became a serpent, a brazen serpent on a pole. Jesus came in John 3 and told us, just as Moses lifted up that snake on the pole, so would the Son of Man be lifted up. And if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto myself. Now, so he talks about the lifting up. And that is Moses trying to preach Christ to them but in types and shadows, in a symbol. That needs to be explained. So Jesus came and he gave an explanation and said that what Moses lifted in the wilderness was Moses' attempt to preach me to the Israelites, but in symbols, in a dark scene, in a parable. Hallelujah. So that needs to be explained. So he says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. The word by his spirit there is very important. Okay. He says, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. So there are depths in God. There are depths in God. But how do we connect to the depths in God? 
That secret is in this scripture. The spirit knows the things of God. The word searches here in the verse number 10 comes from the Greek word irunao. E-R-E-U-N-A-O. E-R-E-U-N-A-O. Eriunao. Which implies to investigate. To investigate. And that same word was used in John chapter 5 verse 39. Where Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. But they are they which what testify of me. In Romans 8, 27 as well, we find the same word used. Search, the word search. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession. He that searcheth the hearts. Now remember, we studied in the past that the scripture says that the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, which he uses to search the inward parts of the belly or the inward parts of the man. So the spirit of a man here is that recreated spirit of a man that when he is born again, the scripture says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. Hallelujah. You are one spirit with the Lord, which means that your spirit and that of the spirit of God are intermingled. So when the spirit, when the scripture says in that verse 10 of first Corinthians 2 10, let's take it again. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth. The spirit investigates all things. The word all things here, that word things have been used severally in this chapter alone. And it comes from the Greek word pantas, P-N-T-A-S. I will explain that um, in, in, in a brief while. Okay. So pantas here simply means something that, that is specific has to do with the thing that is specific, something that is specific. Well, I, I will explain that in a moment. But I want to explain when the scripture says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. The spirit here he's talking about is the spirit of the recreated man, not necessarily the Holy Spirit. For the spirit setteth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Which means that when you are born again, your spirit man receives a divine knowing. Your spirit man receives a divine knowing. This is what the Holy Ghost does when he becomes one and recreates a man's spirit. He causes you now to know God's plan, God's will, without you necessarily having to read about it. It's, 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 it's intuitive. It's consistent knowledge, knowledge that is not gradual. It comes to you. You have an awareness of God. You just know God. When the scriptures are read, there is a knowing that comes to you. That is how the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost now through your spirit, searches the deep things. Okay? Now, it searches the deep things. So the spirit knows the things of God because it searches it. The spirit 
knows the things of God because he searches it. So your spirit knows the things of God because it searches it. So the day you became born again, your spirit man came alive. And when he came alive, you became aware of the fatherhood of God. You All of a sudden, you felt that overwhelming love of the father. You know God somehow. It's not something that was taught you. You just know. That's why it says, no man shall teach you, but you shall know God for yourself. That's what it means. It means your spirit mother has been so recreated such that you come alive. You have become one with your father. There is a relationship now. It's that knowing of relationship. So that spirit, such as the deep things of God, is your spirit that is able to know the mind, the will of God. I'm going somewhere with this, so stay with me. Hallelujah. So the word things was used severally in this chapter. If you look at the verse number 9, it says, verse, let's go to the verse number 9. Let me point out a few of them. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared. So there again we see the things. If that's your own Bible, underline that the things. Verse 10. Then it goes to verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. It's the same word. All things. The things. All things. Verse 11. Then it says, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him, even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So when he talks about the Spirit of God here, he's talking about the same thing. Okay? He's talking about your recreated spirit, not the Holy Spirit. For what man knoweth the things of God? The things of God. The things, the panthers of God. The things. So he says, what man knoweth the things of man, a man? Save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, so the same way, that's what it means. Even so, or in the same vein, so the things of God, you know them by the spirit of God that is in you. That's what it means. Praise the Lord. So verse 11, we see the, the things of God. The things of God. Very, very important. Then you go to verse 12. The verse number 12 as well, we find the word again. Now, we have received not the spirit of the word, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things, underline the things again, that are freely given to us of God. Which means what has been granted us in God, we have liberty. We have liberty to them. For those in the Old Testament, they were based on conditions. If thou would do this, then you can have this. But what was done in God... In Christ, we have the liberty because we are born again. Praise God. The verse 13 says, which things, which things that also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things is the same word. The word spiritual things is the same word with spiritual. So the things we are talking about here are not physical things. They are spiritual Praise God. They are spiritual. Fourteen. Then he goes, but the natural man receiveth not the things 
of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. He doesn't have the capacity to come into relationship with it because they are spiritually judged, spiritually discerned. Verse 5, verse 15. But he that is spiritual judges, discerns all things, all things, yet he himself is judged or discerned of none. In other words, you would think that that's why the scripture tells us that the man that is born again is like the wind. It's like the wind that cannot be trapped. So you think that he is here. You want to, you think that this is his end. Whilst others are saying there is a casting down, you are saying there is a lifting up. Why? Because you are, you cannot be judged by the systems of this world. He that is from above is above all. That is what the spirit of God in you do. It does. It causes you to be judged of no man. Yet you are able to judge all things. You are able to discern all things. You are able to know all things by the spirit of God that is in you. You are able to navigate through troubles. The same trouble that others will go through and will be drawn. You will not be drawn. Why? Because you have an advanced knowing and knowledge that all things work together for good. For them that love God. For them that are called according to his purpose. All things work together. They work together for your good. Hallelujah. So all things here. All these terms are used to refer to the same things. The things of God are number one deep they are spiritual and are of the spirit of god which is also in the believer so the deep things of god are in the believer the deep things of god are spiritual in the believer the spirit of god is in the believer now all things here we said is the greek word what pantas p-a-n-t-a-s it means all these things so talking about specific things that's why before we we finished with the verse um, 10 we wanted to read the pretext and read the post-text to understand the context of the things that are freely given the things that have been revealed unto us hallelujah so the pretext tells us about the same thing the things so it's talking about specific things with things referring to the things that are specific that he has mentioned to know the things he was talking about then we have to what examine the pretext the post-text to understand the word spiritual things is all that he's talking about things that are spiritual will be in the spirit of god things that are spiritual and are in the spirit of god hallelujah so the things he's talking about are spiritual things that are spiritual and in the spirit of the man, the man that is born of God. Praise God. And spiritual things, that is the things of the spirit of God, are qualified as freely, freely given to us of God. Why? Because there is no condition to assessing them. There is no condition to assessing them. There is no condition to accessing the things that have been freely given of God. Praise the Lord. The things that have been freely given of God. Verse number 11 tells us something very instructive. Let's go back there. So, he says, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save 
the spirit of God. Sorry, the spirit of man. Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but what? The spirit of God. The believer therefore knows the things of God in his or her spirit. The things of God in your spirit. Those are the things you know. So, uh, uh, for those of you in Edinburgh, if you did not catch what we preached in Dunfermline, uh, get the message from Dunfermline, it will help you as a part two. We, 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 we looked at the fact that the heart of a man, the Bible talks about the heart of a man, should be guarded with all diligence, for out of it proceeds the issues of life. So, your health that was bought in Christ is in your heart. Your finances bought in Christ is in your heart. Everything is inside you. You pull it out. You pull out your health. Pull out your wealth. Pull out your resources. Everything is inside your heart. The things of the spirit, they are in your spirit, man. You can pull it out. And this comes through the light of God that is shed in your heart. With the kind of light you have, you are able to interpret the divine will of God at a higher frequency. That's why those with higher lights, when they are driving at night, drive faster than those with dimmer lights. Because the higher your light in what has been done in Christ, in you, that has been made available to you, which you can search and pull out, the higher your light in pulling it out, the higher your manifestations. Hallelujah. The higher your manifestation. So, in the verse number 12, something, there's something very instructive there, which I also want us to look on, be, look at before we, we go on. It says, now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know. Earlier on, I thought the scripture says that we know. Now he's saying that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now the Greek word used here that we might know here is the Greek word oido. E-I-D-O. Oido. Some spell it E-I-D-O. Ido or oido. Either of them is the same Greek word. Which implies to recollect. It means to realize and appreciate. It implies to recollect, to realize, and appreciate. To have a mental appraisal of what is already known. To have a mental appraisal of what is already what? Known. Very instructive. To have a mental appraisal of what is already what? Known. Oido. So, it means the day you got born again, you received something that was already in your spirit. It's called the knowing of the spirit. It's absolute, complete knowledge. It's called the epignosis of God. It is knowledge that is complete and absolute. No assumptions. The knowledge you received when you got born again that came to you via the spirit of God that searched all the deep things 
because we know the things of the spirit, the things of God within us, is called epignosis, absolute and complete knowledge. But there is that realm where what is already known must now be, be appraised, must be aligned with your thinking. This is where we were studying about renewing the mind. So your health is already there. It's complete. The Bible says we are complete in Christ. But how does a man that is complete in Christ still have inadequacies? Because there is a need for a mental alignment for the mind. What is communicated to the mind to sync with what is already known in the spirit. This is the missing link. So this deals with progressive insight into what is already known. So this is where we study the word. This is where we hear the word. We hear the word so that what is already known can become one with what is already, what is in our mind. Then you find out that now you begin to walk in light, supernatural light. Hallelujah. This is where we begin to interpret what is already in our spirit with what we are hearing from a higher dimension. Hallelujah. So we interpret, we align what we are hearing with what is already in our spirit. Aligning what you are hearing through the eye gate, through the ear gate, to the mind, to align with your heart. So Paul speaks of two knowings. The first one is the knowledge that came to you because you are born of the Spirit of God. However, your mind cannot reconcile with the things of the Spirit because your mind wants to interpret things logically. So your mind wants to be logical. So the mind cannot search the deep things of God. No. It is the spirit that searches the deep things of God. Not the mind. The mind cannot search the deep things of God. Because it wants to interpret things based on the senses. Based on what it can see, touch, feel. It wants to interpret things based on what it can feel, touch, or see. It wants to interpret things based on logic. Why? Because it's the major way by which it receives information. The mind receives information through words and pictures. 3D. It receives information. So we are able to interpret information based on the words that come to us. So we say, ball, what comes to your mind is something secular. Book, what comes to your mind is something that can be opened. Words are being communicated to you. Bath, it means go and put water on your body. Three days, you have not bathed. Smelling, you hold your nose. It means, uh, armpit. It means deodorant needs to go to the armpit. Hallelujah. But they, all these things are communicated to our mind through words. So you, 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 the reason is 
your armpit has a lot of hair. It grows hair. You know, so, so when you wash, don't just think because you're buff, you, you are okay. No, no. Put deodorant. Put, put deodorant. So when you, when you, when, when they smell, it means odors. You understand? Uh -huh. So words are communicated and the, the words, when they are communicated, they are communicated to send information. This is what brings logic. So, but the mind wants to, the mind is a logician. It wants to logicalize everything. So that's why <laughs> Sandia told you that the scripture told us that the words that interpreted who Jesus was were communicated in three languages. They were communicated to the Greeks because the Bible says that to the Greeks, they need wisdom. So to the Greeks, the Bible says the cross is foolishness to them. The cross is foolishness. They need wisdom. So <laughs> there is a different way by which they need to be communicated to. So God chose a man that was a doctor called Luke to send them words that have been written set in order as he has understood it. So that by virtue of his presentation, these intellectuals will be brought to the saving knowledge of Christ. To the Jews, they need Matthew. For Matthew to explain to them that this Christ, the Messiah you have been waiting for. Because the Jews had no problem with prophecy. Anytime they go to the synagogue, they hear the prophets tell them. They hear the, the, the rabbis tell them about the Messiah that is going to come. The Messiah that is coming. The Messiah that is coming. But they cannot connect him to David's throne. So they need Matthew to systematically, that's why there's something called systematic theology, to systematically connect him to the lineage of Abraham and the lineage of, 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 of David so that they will know that he, this is a seed of David they were talking about. And then once they get it, it's easy for them. Then we need the Romans. That for them, they are rough, rough. So they need, <laughs> they need Luke. No, no, no. They need, uh, what's the name again? Mark. They need Mark to present the message to them so that they can also what, get it based on where they are. Hallelujah. So the mind is very important in the information it receives. And when the information gets to the mind, it now needs to be processed. That's why meditation takes place in the mind. Meditation takes place where? In the mind. When the word is preached, it is targeted at the mind. When the mind receives it, it gets into the heart. But the way it is transported to the heart is through the spirit. So even though we receive the information, it's through that means the words that are written and the words that are spoken. Now, through the words that are written and spoken, the eye gate is able to see, the ear gate is able to, ask, to also hear and to relate the mind with the words that have been spoken. And the words that are spoken are now transported to the spirit. Now, 
Paul, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Let's read that quickly. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Calls the believer light. He calls the believer light. Okay? So, he calls the believer light. But says, walk ye in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Why? That seems like tautology. For ye were sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. He says, we are light in the Lord. So Paul calls the believer light. But says, walk as children of light. The walk deals with the mind. Light came to us when we received the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came to us and we got born again, we received light. So the light that shone in the heart is the Holy Ghost we received. Praise God. It's the Holy Ghost we received. So for ye are sometimes darkness, but now are ye light. So the Holy Ghost made you born again, you are light. But he now says, now walk as children of light. Your mind now must now reconcile with who you are inside. So in Christ, the light came in when we received the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11 tells us that if the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave, it says what? If that same spirit dwells in you, that same spirit quickens, causes you to come alive. But you see, that causes you to come alive. It's not only your spirit. It says by virtue of the Holy Ghost inside you, it causes even your body to receive jolts of that light, jolts of that light by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So we received light when the Holy Spirit came in. God that commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. We received the Holy Spirit the day the light came. The light came, we received the Holy Spirit. The fact that a man has the Spirit of God is that light we are talking about. Is that light we are talking about. That's the new birth. However, the mind needs to walk, the mind, the mind needs to walk in that light. So you have been perfected in Christ, but your mind needs to now walk in that perfection. You have been made whole in Christ. Your mind now needs to walk in that wholeness in Christ. The walk is initiated and made effective by knowledge. So your walk is made and initiated by what? Knowledge. By the knowledge you receive, now you begin to receive interpretation of those knowledge according to God's divine plan, perfect will in you. Then you begin to now exude that light. It begins to shine. And this is what happens when your mind is being renewed. So that is progressive. So the mind of a man can be progressive, but you were instantly born again, instantly changed from inside. This is where a lot of people get, get into problems. They're like, oh, I got born again. The things I used to do, I'm still doing them. What is happening to me? Your mind. I'm born again, yet I'm having challenges in my health. Your mind. So there are things our mind can be conditioned to respond to naturally based on the words we grew up in. So if you grew up in an environment where all that was talked about was poverty, even though you can be born again, you will walk with a mindset of poverty. Praise God. Now, you can be born again. 
if you were born in an environment where they said everybody in this family at age 35, they must start having high blood pressure. At age 40, they must have diabetes. At age 50, they must have old people's disease. So their knees will start paining them when they are climbing. At age 60, they have to use stick. You know, so when you're talking with certain people, it's oh, old, old people's disease. No, that's not our language. It's old people's disease. No, that's not your language. Oh, you know, you know, when you grow to some point, you know, some of these things are just natural. No, no, no. That is the mind that has been conditioned in a particular way, educating you. That's why we remember we said renewing the mind means to re-educate. There are certain things that have been programmed into the mind. If you're not careful, if you have seen them long enough, you begin to think that that is your reality. But that is not your reality. Your reality is inside you. Pull it out. Your health is inside you. Pull it out. Your, the grace that you need to walk in is inside you. Pull it out. Hallelujah. That comes with the renewing of the mind. It means a heavy dose of the word of God to wash your brain. Your, your brain has been, has been acclimatized with failure. It needs to be brain, you need to be brainwashed. That's why when you come to Jesus, oh, there are people are brainwashing. Yes, tell them I'm being brainwashed. I need this brainwashing. Tell them this brainwashing, I need it. It's all oh, your pastor is brainwashing. Tell them, in fact, that is why, that's why my life is the way it is. In fact, I need brainwashing. In fact, you, the way I'm looking at you, you need more brainwashing than me. And call them to come and be brainwashed. Amen. Because unless you are mind washed, the mind has been conditioned. Based on the prevailing information around it. Based on the information that is prevailing, prevalent around it. The mind has been conditioned by the world to see fear as normal. See, fear is normal. Anxiety is normal. So shouldn't we be worried? No. The scripture says be anxious for nothing. Nothing means nothing. But in all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. So why must you be worried? No. Oh, you know, sometimes you can feel low. Sometimes you can feel up. No, no. The psalmist says, my soul, why art thou cast down in me? He's questioning the soul. He says, no, this is not how you're supposed to be. Praise God. Guilt is natural to the mind. Hate is natural to the mind. Offense is natural and proper. The mind says, ah, when people offend you, you must be angry. You must be annoyed. You must take offense. Let them know that you don't like it. Yes, but you, you, must, you must keep them on the borderline. And you see your life. That's why your life has, that's why you have become very unforgiving. Because the mind is detecting when the man of the spirit, the inner man, should be detecting. So the believer has a responsibility. And what's the responsibility? To retrain your mind from such negativity. That, and how do you do this? By responding to the word of God. You respond to God's word. Because the written word is the voice of the spirit of God. You respond to God's word. Respond to God's word. Respond to God's word. How do you respond to God's word? I'll end here. And then I'll take questions if there are any. Respond to God's word. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. Let's read that. Hayo klasa lilimana konde lele kuwa tala fenene kuwa parasa lida salando kletelea 
Second Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. And what are these strongholds? Things that hold your mind strong. So it says, casting down imaginations. Where are imaginations? In the mind. So that's why the Bible says that the fearful he has a fear, saying that there is a lion in the city, therefore you will not go. The lazy, therefore you will not go. When there is no lion. And every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. So, the spirit of God initiates the knowledge. The knowledge is what initiates you into that realm. Into that realm of walking in supernatural light. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. There are rebellious thoughts. There are thoughts that will bind you. Thoughts that will keep you in fear. Thoughts that will, will, will keep you. You see, when the scripture talks about the different types of soil, the wayside, the, then, then talks about the stony ground. All of these are based on the thought. The processing, you see, all of these are based on the thoughts. And so you, they, they have caused you to become rebellious to the word of God. And because you have become rebellious to the word of God, you are, your life is not consistent with what is in the mirror. James 1, 21 tells us that we should what? We should, it says, receive with meekness. It says, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Can you give me in the message Bible if you have it? And receive with meekness. It says, through all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. There are many things that have been processed in your mind that are cancerous and evil. They are killing you. They are killing you. They are destroying you. Yet your mind has been set in a particular path. You said, no, for us, this is how. No, 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 no. All this this thing, we are going too deep. Yes, it's called the deep things of God. We go deep. So you need to be brainwashed. There is too much garbage. We've collected too much garbage. And it says, in simple humility. You see, a lot of us refuse this. And this is where we are, this is where the scripture says that we are not humble. And because we are not aligning ourselves to the word of God, for the word to correct us, to bring us into alignment with God's purpose. And when this happens, the scripture tells us, according to that Isaiah um, 6, 9, and 10 that we read, it says that what? Their heart will be gross. Something will be preventing them. It's not that their knowledge is not there. So my people perish for lack of knowledge. Why? It says what? Because they have rejected. They have rejected knowledge. Let our gardener, God, Landscape you with the word. Be landscaped with the word. Making a salvation garden of your life. Hallelujah. Making a salvation garden of your life. Let God, our gardener, let him landscape you, shape you into shape. And this we do with the word of God. Hallelujah. Because there's too much garbage. Let's remove the stones. Take out the stones. Then the ground will be a good ground. Take out the stones. Remove the stones. See, remove out, remove the stones. And this will come through the meditation on the word of God. When, where, this is where meditation takes place. In the mind. So that the, the garbage can be removed. The stones can be removed. The ground can become a good ground to receive the word of God with meekness. 
Hallelujah. Marushalada. Leika talak latosa. Rabba sokla talababa. If the mind is in a wrong atmosphere of guilt, unrighteousness, consciousness, fear of offense, it will not be able to receive the word of God. It will not be able to receive the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will not be able to receive the word of God. When the mind is in the wrong atmosphere, the atmosphere of guilt, atmosphere of unrighteousness, consciousness, fear, atmosphere of offense, this is, those are the things that fight the word of God. These are the things and the curse of this world, the curse of this world, they, they take away the word, they steal from you the word. Also, the mind is never vacant. I want you to know that. Your mind can never be vacant and it's never vacant. That is, if we are not filling it with God's word, if you are not filling with God's word, something else will occupy it. Weed. You know weed? Weed. Yeah, grass. Weed will occupy. And there is so much weed that has, that has occupied the minds of many. The minds of many have been occupied with weed. I'm not talking about the one you smoke. I mean grass, 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 grass. There's so much grass. So the word is coming, is trying to, God is trying to landscape you. You are saying, mm, mm. I still like the stone. I still like that rock. I still like the other one. I still like, mm, mm. They are, they are. and the scripture says, this is where, the, when it talks about humility, means allow yourself to be landscaped. Allow yourself to be landscaped. Amen. So that your mind can receive the word. When the mind receives the word, it will enter the heart. If the mind has not been given the opportunity to receive the word, it will never enter the heart. And that is why our life, you'll find that our life is inconsistent. We'll, we'll be producing fruits that we'll, you'll be, you'll look at it and it doesn't show anything that depict the Christ. Hallelujah. There is always a counsel in your mind. At every point in time, yes, there is. There is always something governing your mind. Hence, we must consistently engage our minds with the word. Philippians 4, 8 to 9. May I end with that one? Philippians 4, 8 to 9. She says, summing it all up, friends, I will say, you will do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true. Things that are noble. Things that are reputable. Things that are authentic. Things that are compelling. Things that are gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Hallelujah. Not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me. What you heard and saw. And realized, do that and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Harmonies means you are following a particular pattern. And harmonies has to do with sound. There's a sound wave that, 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 that musical notes follow so that they can be in harmony. You know? When, when you have certain types of unharmonious music, you'll be hearing, do, you are choking. Something is choking you. 
Hallelujah. You know your song is not harmonious. You know you are out of sync. Something is choking you. Something you're, you, you, you are out of sync. Hmm? You are out of sync. You are out of sync. It says, put into practice what you learned from me. What you heard. It's not just what you learned. What you heard from me. What you heard and saw and realized. What has become part of you. Realize. What has become your awareness. Your consciousness. It's not just idle. Just your mind. Your mind has sync with that perfect knowledge inside you. Pull, pull it out. The epignosis of God. The epignosis of God. Your faith becomes effectual to the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you that's in Christ. We are saying it is in you in Christ. It's in you in Christ. Your health is in you in Christ. Your prosperity is in you in Christ. Your righteous work is in you in Christ. Your work of holiness is in you in Christ. He made us perfect. He made us holy. You walk in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why it's not the meditation. When the scripture talks about meditation, it's not just the meditation of the mind. It's not just muttering. It comes to the point where you ponder. It comes to the point where you mutter. You, that means that you are speaking now consistent to what has been said concerning you. What has been done concerning you. I'm healed of the Lord. I'm not the sick. I'm the healed. Hallelujah. You are speaking consistent with what has already been done concerning you. Christ did it. So I speak that way. So he says what? We speak wisdom among those that are mature. When your mouth becomes mature, it's strained. It talks from the heart, not from the head. Hallelujah. So you speak from your spirit. You're not speaking from your head. Your head will tell you logically, based on what you are seeing, that this and this is how it is. You go. It, it, you, you move into unharmonious music. You'll be singing songs that will be saying, Father Lord, we need Osa and his group to come and help you. The reason why sometimes they play the keyboard is to bring the music into harmony. Yeah. And then they play drums and instruments is to cause harmony to flow. It gives the music a tone. Then it follows a particular harmony. So when you are singing hymns, there you find the keyboardists. If you've, if you've been to, those of you that have been to the traditional, normal, traditional churches when they are playing hymns, they'll give you the tune. Then the choir master, it's just one lady, one little tiny lady behind the piano. They say, okay, let's go. So we sing according to what she says. So she gives us the note we play. God has given you the note. Play the note. Play the note. Stop singing your own song. No, 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 no. When it comes to music, there must be harmony. It's the same with our life. Our life follows a musical note, a musical pattern. Praise God. There's much to say, but uh, we'll give it time. Amen. So, Understanding comes through the light that is given to us through our mind to our heart. When that light shines stronger in our heart, and the way it shines stronger is through the meditation. And meditation means give attendance to hearing and give attendance to reading. 
give attendance to reading the word, give attendance to hearing the word. Hearing it once will not help you, my friend. Hearing it once will not help you. Hearing it once will not help you. You need to keep hearing it. You see, when you hear it and your environment hears it, that's why sometimes it's good to even play, play preaching whilst you are sleeping. You know why? Your environment and your body and the molecules and the water bodies in your body will condition itself to the sound of the word. Yeah, it conditions itself. So I want to sleep. I need quiet, quiet, quietness and quietness. Quietness. You see your life? Your life has been so quiet, there's no music. All right, let's take questions. If there are any questions. <laughs> if there are any questions. No, 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 when I come to sleep, I want quietness, quietness. Yet when you put uh, home TV, you'll be watching. You watch. You watch from morning to evening. That one you can even sleep with it. But when it comes to preaching, we we'll put preaching. No, no, no. I want to sleep. Are you a witch or you a wizard? He's doing him. He's doing him. He's doing him. You can sleep with news. Sleep with home video. Sleep with preaching, my friend, because it will condition your atmosphere. Condition your body molecules, water molecules, everything will be conditioned. And then healing will be taking place in your body without you knowing. Because you see, I told you, the work of the mind is gradual. It's progressive. Then it comes into sync with what is already inside you. Then before you know it, when issues come out of you, you just, from nowhere, you react with the word. It just comes out of you. You'll be like, hey, why did I hear this one? It's inside. It was programmed. Hallelujah. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you're born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit, this is soon you will not see me. That's his death. But it says soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now wherever you are just pray this prayer with me declare with me father let the spirit of god come into me let me not be the same i ask oh god that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration through the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus christ father i receive into my spirit a new spirit i am a new creation from today i refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil i receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore i take dominion thank you for the gift of salvation thank you for the gift of salvation father i ask that the holy spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me, declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now. Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy